Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, a salty, slightly cynical account of epilepsy and neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. Oh, and a whole lot of tangents. And now, Seizure Salad, with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah indoors. Hello, hello, how you doing? I'm Micah B-Side. Your host in electrostatic meat sack for Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus. I'm on with your regular co-host, Mark D. from Seizing Life. Mark, how you doing today, man? You know, doing, doing pretty well. December uh, 23rd. Um, no, two days. Two days. Holidays are here. Hopefully everyone's gotten their shopping done. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, at least here in Denver, I have seen some packed malls. Um, oh, God. And... Yeah, I I hope everyone is staying safe because our world is in a a very precarious place at the moment. So yes, yes, agreed, agreed, totally agreed with that. It's uh, I'm up here, came up from uh, Glenwood Springs to spend the holiday with the folks up in Llama Land. I'm up in Llama Land right now. Very and nice. Yeah, the the Jack Superstore, the um, grocery stores are just an absolute chaotic mess. Um, and yeah, all the outlet stores out by the highway, yeah. uh, just, it's a shit show. How else can it is? You say it? Oh my yeah. gosh. And yeah. I mean, it, it, we're all figuring it out as we go. This, you know, we've never had a holiday like this before. Just ho hoping people are, are staying safe out there and, and taking what precautions they can. Cause, um, yeah, you know, um, but, but it's almost anyway, like we're tired of saying it. It's like, I'm not going to say it anymore because it's been, it's been said so many times. I, in fact, the last time we had a holiday in the middle of this kind of a pandemic, uh, we didn't even have shopping malls and Amazon, yeah. the Spanish flu people made shit and ordered stuff out of a Sears catalog. If they lived in the interior of the country, right? That was well, 1918. Yeah. Yeah. I was also thinking about this last night. Like, think if this happened, I don't know, 10 years ago before Wi Fi, uh, you know, or whenever Wi Fi came around. But think of like the pandemic before Bluetooth and Wi Fi and all that, where and we still had like dial up modems or so. Yeah. Like high speed just, internet. Oh my God. Yeah. Even just a little while ago, our world wouldn't have been able to, to do what it's done. If, if everything ran off of AOL and Yahoo.com, we'd be in so much trouble. We would have a lot of mail. <laughs> we'd have a lot of mail. Bing! You got, <laughs> bing! You got, you, you got, you got. I'd be you got, it. you got. <laughs> so, yeah, holiday seasons, man. Um, you know, of course, I've been, I've been blathering on about my story and, and the back and forth and the ups and downs and kind of, kind of the isolation here and there and, um, of course, halfway through my little ordeal, the, the pandemic hit and all of a sudden the rest of the nation caught up, um, mm. <laughs> which is <laughs> kind of sad to say, um, <laughs> but, but it's, I think right now, um, I'm, what I've realized over this past eight months and so is that a lot of people are going through the exact same thing I'm going through now with this feeling of, of, um, isolation which causes these amplifications of depression and loneliness and which of course can lead to some pretty serious thoughts um yeah. these seem to be from what i've read and i you know you can maybe explain this a little more but 
these are symptoms and, and common side effects, not only of the drugs of, of neurological conditions, but of neurological conditions themselves. And, uh, so, so the kind of intense isolation and depression that people are, are going through right now in this holiday, this is the kind of thing that a lot of people with seizure conditions, PTSD, depression, bipolarity and stuff. This is the kind of feelings that, that we go through every holiday season. Yeah. Um, I'm just learning about it. And of course, honestly, you know, in the past when it was just my petite malls and my high anxiety and stuff, I got through it by drinking a lot or going out and doing extreme sports and, in, you know, avoidance by, by diversion, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I don't have that option anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. one was, one was kind of healthy, kept me in shape. One was definitely not so healthy. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, I think this is, this leads me to, to kind of consider the rest of us out there. The whole of society is going through this right now. And I'm seeing friends that on the outside were perfectly healthy and happy. Um, and, and they're starting to talk to me and, and open up about some of the stuff they're feeling. You have a lot of experience with this. Um, you know, having, having been diagnosed for quite a long time and, and learning to live with it, but also being certified and licensed uh, counselor and therapist. You see this stuff a lot. How, how do you feel about it? What do you think? And, and do you have any, what are the roots of this, man? I mean, what are the roots? And I guess I'm going to throw a couple of questions at once at, at you here, Mark. And sure. That's my style, right? Um, <laughs> Shot- yeah, shotgun style. Just gonna throw it all all out there at once. <laughs> Just blast it all out. <laughs> blast it all out. <laughs> um, but but what can what can a person do? What kind of tips and tricks can a person do to remind themselves? You and I touched upon a couple of things. Like like one big thing is is get out of your own head. Hmm. Um, and maybe we can touch upon that. But give us some of the basics here, man. Give us some yeah. of the basics first off. First off, some of the some of the psychological and scientific roots of why this happens. You know, I think uh, so many things come to mind that I'll just kind of ramble here for a little bit. I think, but the the causes of it. I mean, I think I think it truly comes back to to two real principles when it comes to us as as humans. We uh, are. Uh, you know, a species that lives in community, we need connection with others. Enough research has shown that when we talk about happiness and success in life, the biggest indicator of that are the quality of our relationships. And so as a, as a being, we need to feel connected. Uh, the other part of that is uh, we need to feel purpose in our life and it needs to attach to some higher values of us, uh, of ours. And when we have that purpose, uh, and it connects to something beyond ourselves, then we really find that that higher level of contentment and happiness. You know, you you mentioned a few things: the the drinking, the adventure sports. These are all things that that make us feel good. Maybe give us a little bit of adrenaline or uh, you know an altered mindset. But but you always come back to baseline afterwards, and so that long term happiness, that long term contentment and satisfaction in our life comes when our activities tie into our values and that larger purpose. So, or that larger kind of, um, yeah, I guess purpose, but uh, 
whatever we're working towards and what's important to us. So for example, for me, that connection to a larger purpose is through the Epilepsy Foundation here in Colorado, being able to uh, support them with my knowledge around human behavior and mental health as they put programs in place and they figure out where to put dollars to help people. I feel like I'm able to use my specific skill set because that's another key piece here. Each of us have our own signature strengths and being able to identify those and then exercise those makes us feel fulfilled. And that's an important piece to this too, when we're talking about someone's mindset. And so me being able to do that with the Epilepsy Foundation does both those things. It fulfills a purpose of mine to give back to a community I care about, but also creates that connection for me. And so uh, I know I didn't talk so much about the the underlying causes because in my mind, it, it's almost more important to talk about how do you move out of there? Yeah, that, that's where you are. And, and we could spend years in therapy trying to dissect how you got to that place. You know, the the, the why question of why I am this way. However, we, we might not ever get at the core of what do you want to do next? How do you want to be? Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm kind of focusing more on that regard in terms of if people can start thinking about how would you change up the way that you find happiness in your life? Is it through short-term means like uh, drinking or you know eating or you know even exercising to the extremes? You know, these things that can almost become addictions for us. Uh, are, are you putting your energies into those type things, or are you really thinking through your purpose and how you connect with others? And right now that's tough uh, because our connection with others uh, are in different ways. They're, I'd say they're reduced and they're, they're modified in terms of uh, with the, uh, with the epilepsy foundation, I would love to go grab a cup of coffee with their CEO that I'm friends with, but that just doesn't happen right now. So we zoom, so we don't lose contact. It's just in a different way. And, you know, th this is just me talking here, so I'm not saying anyone else should endorse this or anything, but I, I think us living with epilepsy, we do have an opportunity here to support others in our life who might, this might be the first time going through something like this in terms of uh, stigmatizing, you know, medical diagnosis, uh, check, you know, we've been there. Uh, having to put your stress above all else because we know a suppressed immune system could cause you to, you know, get COVID-19. Yeah, check. We've done that. I mean, there are a lot of things that we've already done that we've been required to do that's been thrust upon us that other people in our life are just beginning to understand the uh, magnitude and I think we we have two choices there. We can say, see, told you, it kind of sucks, right? Uh, or we can really dive in and say, yeah, this is tough, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, and it's not a, uh, I, I, I can show you how to get through it because I've been here before type thing. It's more just a, a sitting with them and saying, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying and, and I've experienced it in these ways previously. And for me, being able to pull on that strength it is important because there have been moments in my life, uh, you know, my, my childhood best friend passed away from cancer in, in his final days. It was tough to be around him, but I truly feel having lived with epilepsy and having dealt with all that, I felt um, a little not hardened. That's not really the word, but uh, prepared to be in those moments, to see him in a light that, um, you know, not everybody could stay in the room and, and see him that way. 
So I think we do have real strength uh, living with epilepsy that we can support others. And again, that comes back to the the connection and the purpose piece of finding happiness for ourselves. And it might be reaching out to people that we know are lonely and, and again, not saying, Hey, I know what to do here, but just saying, I, I, I feel like I can uh, relate to what you're saying because I've been through something similar and I'm going through this like you are right now. And in that outreach, I, I would encourage people with epilepsy to do if for no other reason than to be selfish and, and focus on your own mental health, because that connection with others is key. And, and it might be people that have been at your periphery this whole time in terms of, uh, you know, we have a next door neighbor that we didn't know very well, but we got to know during this time. And, and we now consider them pretty close friends. Uh, but it also might be joining Facebook groups that they hadn't uh, joined before. I know there's a a very nice one out there called seizure salad that you might want to check out. <laughs> I've heard about that one. I've heard about that one. Yeah. Uh, well, I've heard good things. I've heard pretty good things. Yeah. Um, and to a couple <laughs> of points you mentioned there, you are so absolutely correct here. Um, and you can take it another way too. In, in when I was talking about like, there's a couple of layers there for me, and, and this is just me being like newly diagnosed and trying to explain to friends and family what's going on in the head and stuff um, and what I've learned and what I am learning. Um, the comparison there is not so much, see, this is what I've, I go through and I know what's going on. It's more like, it's more like this, is, this is what I'm trying to figure out. And for those of you who have normal quote unquote normal brains yeah help me help me figure out like how do you get through these things so it's it's kind of a double-edged way um by you helping me teaching me how you normally work through these moments um then maybe vicariously i can help you understand a little bit more where those little tiny short circuits are in my head that makes it difficult for me to do it the same way that maybe people without those little glitches are able to do it yeah. um so that's another engage moment there for it and also to another point i love what you had said um toward the beginning of of um that rant of, of your rant <laughs> like uh you make a very good point of of origin you can try and spend forever trying to figure out the origin and this is what i get stuck i find myself falling into this rabbit hole often um and what i need to try and remind myself is that's what the neurologist and the nes specialist and the neuropsychiatrist is doing right now um they're doing that for me and i got my homework i got that stuff leave that at the door and get on with the other stuff and figure out how to move forward i love what you said there because i've always had a great one of my favorite quotes, and I don't know who said it, was there are many paths to the top of the mountain, but the view from the top is always the same, right? Mm, I like that, yeah. Yeah, you can take a mirror, uh, you can take a mirror attitude of that. There are mm -hmm. many ways to delve to that bottom of where this came from or where this originated. You can, you can find many different ways of the origin story or, you know, um, mm -hmm. but does it really matter? What matters is what's going on right now. And again, 
let the neurologist, my neurosurgeon, and my, my neuropsych figure that out because they're well more prepared to do it. I'll provide them the information, but yeah. at that point, and this is, it's been really hard to figure this out because I've always tried to be my own psychologist, which doesn't really work that well. Um, but let them figure that out. And, and what I need yeah. to do is at that point, stop, breathe, and figure out how to best move forward. Yeah. And, no, and I love it. Yeah. I love, yeah, I love how you explained it. And in in, that's how I interpreted it in my mind there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we're on the same page there. Right, right. And speaking of, of moving forward, especially through times like this where it's like, oh my God. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting, son. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much.